from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, this is Checking In with Check for a Love. Arizona's prominent breast cancer nonprofit, providing free education, mammograms, wigs, and support. Now, let's check in with Check for a Love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Checking In with Check for a Lump. I'm your host, Ashley Plum, and I'm here with my co-host, Holly Rose. Hello, Holly. Hello, Ashley. Happy to be back in the studio. I'm excited for today's today's podcast. It's a fun one today. We're going to be talking about simple tools for everyday stress relief. And our special guest today is Kimberly Jacob, a physical therapist, craniosacral therapist, and biofeedback life systems practitioner. Before we get started, I want to thank our annual sponsors for helping make this podcast possible. Arizona Center for Reconstructive Breast Surgery, Cancer and Blood Specialists of Arizona, Cigna, Mint Dispensary, Pfizer, SnoreQuest Laboratories, and True Leave Harvest. We appreciate all of you. And now I want to welcome Kim, Jacob. Hey, Kim. How's it going? Hi, Ashley. Great. How are you? Good. So glad to have you here. A little bit about Kim before we get started. Kim is a physical therapist who combines her expertise in traditional techniques with holistic modalities. Throughout 37 years of experience, familiarizing herself with thousands of patients, Kim discovered that physical ailments throughout the body, including pain, poor posture, lack of mobility and weakness, misalignment and imbalance of the muscles, often directly relate to physical and emotional stressors. In 1991, Kim survived a life-threatening illness. She was treated by a physical therapist who performed craniosacral work, which healed her. As a result, Kim studied craniosacral therapy along with yoga and meditation. This revelation inspired Kim to quit her job in 2009 and allow holistic healing modalities to emerge within her practice, including biodynamic cranial sacral therapy, BCST, myofacial release, visceral manipulation, guided meditation, breath techniques, and aromatherapy. Wow, Kim, you've got all sorts of stuff under your belt there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots of tools in the toolbox. I do. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a few of those today, aren't we? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I want to start out by asking you what led you to the journey from traditional physical therapy to uh, interactive healing? It's uh, started with my own cancer journey. I had kidney cancer way back in 2000, I think seven. And um, I healed myself through that and I had to have my kidney removed. And I just, I had other surgeries in the past, um, like a hysterectomy and had to have my whole uterus removed. And I've had brain surgery and had a tumor removed. And I had all these like parts of my body going out of me. And I'm like, ah, I can't stand it anymore. And I realized that we each have within us our own healing potential. It's in us. And so I started this journey. And like you were mentioning, the meditation was huge for me because it grounded me and you know, helped me. And then my husband became very ill with lung cancer with Mets to the brain. Um, and so I was a caregiver all of a sudden. So I really needed these tools that we're going to be talking about. Um, so 
you know, that's kind of how it led me here. There's always a gift in all the bad stuff or all the hard things that we are going through and everyone listening, there is a gift in it. Just be open and try to use some of these tools to get you there because it's there, that gift, and you will be grateful for this journey one day. Well, so I have to jump in. I have the privilege of knowing Kimmy very well. She's one of my dear friends. And she even has a going to the light story and coming out. And that's, I remember you telling the story that led you to, yes. I have these gifts and I need to share them to help heal other people so they can Thank heal you. themselves. Yes, I did almost die. I did, had a near-death experience when they were doing brain surgery. And it was a long time ago, but... I came back from that experience and I was very depressed because I wanted to go back to that light. It's everything that everyone that ever talks about near-death experience, it is that. And I read every book and I talked to as many people. It is a beautiful light that is doesn't hurt your eyes, that you don't want to squint, peace, love, acceptance. Because what I felt like in my experience, it was my soul that left my body and your soul is all you really got. You have, that is you. In other words, that's my experience. So I realized there's something more. I wasn't afraid of death anymore. And I realized it took me a really long time to get to this point of recognizing that that's really the source of where everything comes from. We come from there. We go back to there. That's my belief. That's what I've experienced. So yes, that's huge. Thank you, Holly. (laughs) So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about today was the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system um, and how you, you know, use that to help people heal. Okay, great. Because we, in our nervous system, oh, one thing I want to mention in the, when I was a physical therapist, I worked at the neurological Institute and I worked with brains, brain injuries, strokes, anything to do with the brain, brain tumors. So I'm really quite knowledgeable with neurology. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not that, but I've had that practical experience. So the nervous system, um, we have an automatic, autonomic nervous system that's divided between the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is that fight and flight, like you're always on, always on. And it's like back in caveman days, if a tiger's chasing after you, that's what kicked in because you had to save yourself. But the parasympathetic is more um, rest and digest. And so that is the system that I tap into when I'm helping people or working with myself. Um, and these are the tools that I want to talk out, talk about on how you can activate your own parasympathetic nervous system and help others do that. That makes it easy to understand it, rest yeah. and digest. Yes. And fight and flight. Mm-hmm. So the, and in our world right now in society with all the, you know, everything from social media, just the cell phones, just constant on the go, busy, busy kind of people our sympathetic nervous system is on all the time and we really need to take more of a break into the rest and digest for us to heal on any level. We have to do that. Um, So the vagus nerve is one of the um, 
cranial nerves. And it is the, it goes from the base of your skull in your brain and it winds down through your neck, your heart, your digestive system, your stomach, right? And it ends in your gut. It's called the wandering nerve. Vagus means wandering in Latin and it it's on both sides of your body. So when I do the cranial sacral work, my hands feel a rhythm of fluid in our body. And I tap into the centers along the cranial along the vagus nerve to help us go into that parasympathetic state. So I can tell you, um, I can just go right into what they are. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's, let's dive in a little bit more. I think this is so important because as you mentioned, our society, we are just bombarded with the phones, bombarded with the internet, with emails, with social media, and it takes great intention to be able to rest and digest. So to have someone like Mm -hmm. you to really help and, and facilitate that is just a gift. And to teach them how to do it themselves. And what I'm most worried about is the children right now. I love working with children, but I used to teach um, just silent meditation to kindergartners for a couple of years. Totally, I think, changed. They have a tool and I've had them come up to me years later that they still do that. Now, that should be in all of our school systems. But anyway, the, the first thing that everyone has access to is your breath, our breath. Most people don't know how to breathe and it sounds really silly. They're usually breathing from on their upper chest. It's shallow and quick. And sometimes they hold their breath, especially when they're working. It's just crazy. So um, just remember to breathe. And then you have to think of, okay, I'm breathing, but let me expand that breath. How can we expand that breath? And those of you that have taken yoga, you're familiar with the belly breath. So the best way to learn if you're anxious or you're tired or you're undergoing treatment is to lay lie flat because that you can access the diaphragm easier, especially if you're used to upper chest breathing. And you just, I teach my little kids that I work with, picture a red balloon that's flat in your stomach. And when you breathe in, blow that red balloon up And then when you blow it out nice and slow, it's like you're blowing out a birthday candle through your mouth and do everybody should do like three of these before they start their day. I do it all day long. If I'm in the middle of something and I can't, I notice now I can't breathe or, Oh, I can't handle that. I stop. I do three belly breaths and I feel so much better. The exhale of your breath is so important And I know people have heard of different kinds of breathing, but I just do, you start with whatever you're comfortable with, four seconds in, five seconds in, six, eight seconds in, you practice and you come up to that number of breathing. So your whole body, when you let it out, you feel your body melt into the floor, the bed, the chair, and you feel it and you and you be aware of where your feet are, where you're, what you're sitting on, what your back is doing. And just the awareness, it's just amazing how it helps. And do you breathe out twice as long as you're breathing in? Not, that's what I practice. You do that. Is Not that twice. Easy? And I would recommend that for anybody that hasn't really done it. I would start 
with try to do six seconds breathing in and eight seconds going out. And then if that's too hard, do four and six or do two and four. Start slow. Just do it. You don't have to have a big deal. You don't have to have anything. You have to have yourself. That's it. Right. It's interesting how important the breathing is. And so I formerly was the CEO of Check for a Lump and I'm the founder. And when I was working so much, I found myself not breathing. So Ashley, I'm going to remind you <laughs> yes. now that Ashley is our executive director. Breathe. Yes. yes. Yeah. I know I find myself when I'm I'm getting stressed out and I feel my shoulders hunching up. I know I'm not breathing properly. And and, you know, if I'm having trouble falling asleep at night, I've I've started just I lay there, I put my hand on my belly so I can focus on the belly breaths Excellent. nice and slow in and out just to kind of help relax and calm my body so that way I can sleep better. And that's excellent. I do nice. the same. Now, leading from breathing into meditation, if you haven't meditated before, I've always recommend my clients get one of those free apps. There's one called Insight Timer that's free. And when I can't sleep at night, I just put that on. Or if I hadn't meditated for a while, I start again. Because we, our goal, sure, is to meditate once or twice a day for 20 minutes in silence. <laughs> That's our goal. And I used to do that. And I was a different person. It helped me so much. Right now, if you can't do that, I want you all to have the intention in your mind that I'm going to meditate. I am meditating. I am going, and you keep Ooh, thinking about it. It's very powerful mm -hmm. because then I don't feel guilty that I didn't meditate that morning. I just know that that was my intention. And even if my meditation included the three deep breaths that day, it's still, you're, you're doing something for yourself. And that's, what's important. You are calming that sympathetic nervous system and tapping into the parasympathetic. That's our goal. So many young adults, so many have anxiety and depression. It's almost like just normal. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. That is going to change. That has changed our world. Are there studies of mapping the brain oh, uh, totally. doing that and, and seeing the difference? Oh, there's so many studies on this. I didn't cite any, but all you have to do is Google it. It's just amazing. It's just wonderful. So, so is the breathing and like meditation what you would consider some of the most important self-healing modalities um, during a cancer journey as a patient or as a co-survivor or caregiver? Or are there additional ones that you would oh, like? Oh, there's more. So the <laughs> one other biggest is that we need our sleep. Mm -hmm. It's not the hours that you sleep. It's the quality of your sleep. And I, I used to do the, there's this whole thing that we all want to strive for is make your bedroom a sanctuary. Don't, and at least, at least an hour before you go to bed, get off, turn the TV off. Don't be on your phone. In fact, your phone should be in another room during the night because the electromagnetic frequencies from all of these devices will interrupt our sleep, interrupt our delta, theta, alpha, all the brain waves, and that's also frequency. Um, so sleep is important. Having really good, if you can, organic cotton sheets helps for nice sleep. Um, another study had said that um, right, so blackout curtains. So you want dark when you're sleeping. And then first thing in the morning, when you wake up, before you do anything, open up 
and let the sun in and just stand in that sun in that if you have sun in light for 30 seconds at least when you first wake up so sleep is huge if we don't go into the right frequencies of sleep waves we're not going to feel rested. You can sleep 12 hours and you're not going to feel rested. Well, so, And doesn't your DNA repair itself when you're in an REM state? That's yeah. when... That's when a lot of magic happens. Mm -hmm. And that's where we want to go. So that mm -hmm. is huge. Um, so the, the breath, the meditation, the sleep. Also, what's really important is movement. So it doesn't mean you have to be an athlete. Like you were talking before, we were talking about walking. Yeah, last walking week, Cancer awesome. Support Community, they yeah. were talking how important it is just get up and walk and move. Mm -hmm. And I know they offer a lot of great classes if you can get there. So, or online. But movement, our spines need movement every day. And rotation in our spine is so important. And you start with your neck and you can move your neck side to side, but you breathe and you feel it. And then you put your neck down and slightly up and then your ear to your shoulder. And then you twist, you twist however you can. If you're sitting, you put your right hand on your left knee and your left hand on the back of your butt kind of. And then you turn slowly, you take a deep breath in you turn slowly and let it out. And you can even put your left hand on the chair or the floor, wherever you are. And you try to hold that twisting. And then you slowly breathe a little bit out at a time. And then you repeat to the other side. And why is that so important? As we age, you may know people that have um, degenerative joint disease that are so stiff and if they're not moving and all their their joints and all the range of motion, especially the spine, easily can hurt yourself. And then if you hurt yourself, you're like, oh, no, I can't move. And then you're done. You know, <laughs> you have to really, really pay attention. And, you know, I get up every morning and I just move my arms above my head. I do some deep breathing. I do some side bends and rotation and try to do a few yoga poses. It takes me 10 minutes. Yeah. So that is little, but I encourage everyone throughout their lifespan, you have to keep moving. Move, movement is huge. You're also activating in your spine a lot of the peripheral nervous system. So we need to do that. So yeah. the other thing um, that I want to talk about really briefly is about food as medicine. So How about we talk about that when we come back after our break and during our break with our special music guest, why don't we all plan on just getting up out of our chairs and move a little bit to the music and breathe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. take a yes. breath and, yes. you know, move those shoulders, move that neck, <laughs> you know, get, get up and just move for a couple of minutes while we rock out to the modern classic rock group, the Black Moods based out of Phoenix, Arizona. They've previously supported breast cancer awareness efforts as they have all had family members who've suffered from the disease, including vocalist Josh Kennedy's mother, who is a survivor. It's time to rock out. Woohoo. Woohoo. Yes.
down, come around, don't mess around if you want this. She said, just settle down, come around, don't mess around if you want this love, this love, 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 love. She said, just settle down. She said, just settle down. She said, just settle down. Come around, don't mess around if you want this love, this love. Thank you so much for to the Black Moods for helping us rock out and get moving today. Um, That was awesome. Thank you, Black Moods. Yeah, we're here with Kim Jacob, and she's been we've been talking about uh, integrative healing in our daily lives, not just for cancer survivors, but for everybody who is out there. And we uh, we want to start this second half talking about food as medicine. Uh, Kimberly, Kim, can you take a few minutes and just give us some tips on how to use food as medicine? Yeah, I'm going to tell you a little story first. So I've told you earlier about I had a brain tumor. It was like 30 years ago. And a year ago or a year and a half ago, they found that it was growing back. And it was a benign tumor, thank goodness. But it was growing back. And I was all, I'm not having surgery. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And this wonderful neurosurgeon put his hand up and said, I have an alternative which is amazing that a neurosurgeon, world-renowned, would say, he said to me, food is medicine. I'm doing a study on the plant-based metabolic ketogenic diet, which that diet has been used with children with epilepsy for since the 1930s or 20s. So it's not like a new, but now that we have so much technology, they had me do a nutrition genome And the nutritionist sat with me and figured out for me what was best, right? And those are very expensive. You can do those for a couple hundred dollars. I know you sent it. Yeah, they're like $350 now. But sometimes you might be able to get your insurance covered. I don't know. I think this is the future of medicine, so it will come. So that was in February a year ago. I had a scan in March and the tumor shrunk. All I did was change my eating. And then I had it again. No, October I had it. And then in March this last year, and it shrunk a little bit more. So that's my story. And you didn't have to go through brain surgery. You didn't have to go through grueling treatment. Nope. I didn't have to get my body. You just changed your diet, which I know that you have been very, very strict on the Mm -hmm. diet. Very because I don't want to be sick and I don't want to have surgery. I don't want anesthesia anymore. I mean, that's when I had anesthesia and I had my, the near death experience. It was after uh, another traumatic thing that happened. But um, I think that's super important. There's so much out there. 
Um, I know Holly has a really great book um, on uh, cookbook for cancer. Chris beat cancer. There's so many. Uh, my one of my other favorites is Plant You. Uh, great, great recipes packed full of anti-cancer foods, cancer killing foods. It's it, really great. It's changed my nutrition a hundred percent. And and those kind of things, you don't have to be plant-based. I mean, I, I eat a little bit of um, animal protein. I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but most of it is healthy fats and tons of those really great vegetables that um, have so many antioxidants and healing properties. The biggest one um, that everyone needs to have, in my opinion, is um, broccoli sprouts have sulforaphane in them, which you can't get in any other food. And if you cook vegetables, the sulforaphane kind of disappears. I'm not an expert at that. I was reading it. And they said to keep the sulforaphane in vegetables that you cook to add mustard seed on it for some reason, the interaction, I don't know. You can try it if you want, but you could look it up if you want, but the food can heal us. Processed foods get out of your diet. Nitrates get out of your diet. And it depends. I mean, I don't have any grain, any flour, any sugar, but there are tons of healthy substitutes for these. So I encourage you all, especially going through treatment or if you ever had cancer or don't want to get cancer, food is medicine. I am so. Where would you recommend if it was their first stepping stone into changing their nutrition? Where would you recommend for them to go to a website or a book? Um, if you wanted to do your genome, I know it's expensive for a lot of people, but it's called, it's at nutritiongenome.com. And that is just something you could talk to your doctor about or nutritionist about because the nutritionist or the naturopath type of a doctor, functional medicine, they're going to look deeper and they're going to help you with what you are. That's one way. The other way is get this book that Holly, the cookbook, and just start making things from there. The plant, and um, what's the Chris? Uh, Chris beat cancer. Chris Wark was, I believe, and I hope I'm not uh, quoting this wrong, but he had stage four pancreatic cancer and did not want to go traditional route. And he made a specific salad. He researched all the ingredients, what had the most potent anti-cancer, cancer-killing properties. And he ate the same salad morning, day, and night for a year and is cancer-free. And then he developed a ton of different recipes and expanded beyond the salad, but some great, great recipes and uh, and great food. Yeah, check it out. Read that. And it doesn't mean you have to eat three salads a day at all. <laughs> that was his journey. Yeah. But the colorful vegetables, look for those, the cabbage, the the tomatoes, the different color peppers, um, the cilantro and the spices are really good. I've been told to eat the rainbow. And that's, eat the rainbow. Eat exactly. the rainbow. Yeah. Well, I, before we run out of time, I wanted to touch base on the Biofeedback Life Systems uh, program that you offer. Okay. So this, I'm a biofeedback practitioner with this, um, a computer program and system that is absolutely out of this world, really. Um, and in Europe and Canada, it's used as a diagnostic tool. And in, in the US, we use it as a biofeedback tool. So to understand what that is, we have to understand that we are all energy 
and it's all energetic frequencies from the countertop, the chair, our bodies, the tree, everything is energy. It's just a different density of energy. Um, so there's something that's called, there's a solfeggio frequency and there's a Sherman resonance frequencies. And, you know, this, these aren't everyday words that we use. It's hard. It's kind of hard to understand this. Um, it's been going, I mean, the, this is, I'm just going to read something. The modern world is finally catching up to the powerful frequencies that ancient cultures have been using for years. And we resonate at different Hertz levels. So um, the, the, the earth resonates at 500 and something. Um, I'm, I'm trying to quote. So grounding and cleansing um, the, the, okay, the Hertz of 396 Hertz is good for grounding and cleansing, cleansing, helping for people experiencing grief, fear, guilt. And then it just goes up the higher one, it clears negativity, helps facilitate positive changes, helps to increase awareness is the next one, also known as the love frequency. So frequency of 528 is the love frequency. 741, a detoxifying frequency, also may help with problem solving. And then the highest one at 852 helps awaken our intuition and our higher self. And this program that I have, so we're all walking around and any of us, our frequencies are off because of life. So we're all walking around like that. What this program does is subtly and powerfully I run programs and I have detailed information. I need your birth date, where you are exactly, your address, your time of birth, that kind of stuff that I put in. And this, this program finds you almost like through a GPS. They use GPS technology, finds you where you are when I run this program, which takes about 45 minutes. And you just lay there in your own home and it's all remote. I think the the frequencies, I just learned about this coincidentally about a week ago, I was reading a book and learned about it. And it was mind blowing to me that one, I had never learned about it. And two, they, um, it was talking about the Nazis, how the radio was a specific frequency, and they changed the frequency of the radio waves to negatively impact society so that they could brainwash and manipulate them that how powerful are frequencies to do that and then when I learned the love frequency I put it into use my husband and I got into a fight and I went back into the room and I turned on the love harmonious frequency and sure enough we came back together and it it was a powerful tool where do you find that where did you find I that? just typed in the frequency and I can't remember which frequency one it was and I did uh like 557 frequency or hertz and it was a youtube video that just played a beautiful uh just sound it's so healing incredible. it's really healing and um so for anybody that's listening today that's interested in this uh biofeedback program that you offer uh, what is the cost for that um it's usually a hundred dollars and i did want to offer a promo for people that are listening to this that offering a 20% off. Awesome. And what's our promo code is going to be? 
boobies. Boobies. O-O-B-I-E-S. <laughs> but and you don't have to have boobies to take advantage of right. it. Right. Yeah. You don't have to be a breast cancer patient no. or you. It's this is a promo for anybody who's listening to this podcast right now. The word again is boobies. So you have to be listening to and hear that. Raise your frequency. <laughs> yes. Raise your Incredible. Yes. Well, thank and you, Kimmy. Oh, my my website, you can get a hold of me through my website, which is www, it's long, dot integrative therapy wellness.com. And we'll be sure to include that in the uh, post when we post, a, you know, in the link to this. Do podcast. we have time for one more comment or no? Real quick, we do. We have one more minute. I also want to, the importance of our health is our connection with other people and our social network. When you're going through something like that, just go and be with a friend and laugh. Even if it's over the phone, laughing releases endorphins. There's a lot of studies, as some of you know, the Surgeon General put out a report on loneliness and mental Mm -hmm. health. And they are saying that loneliness can impact our health worse than if you smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. So we need to, we need to connect. That's huge for our wellness. So I, I could talk a lot about that, but I know we're running out of time. We might have to have you come back. So that would be great. Sure. And if you're lonely, come join our super survivor. Yes. Yeah. Well, I want to thank Kimberly for coming on today. Um, We've learned a lot today. And like she had said, her website is www.integrativetherapywellness.com. So you can check her out there. And uh, before we go, we always have a check for a lump challenge question. Today, we, our question is, where can you find some simple recipes and ideas for relaxation and relief in our magazine? Oh, I know, I know. If you pick up a hard copy of our magazine at many local grocery stores, medical facilities, you can find it on page 73, Holistic Remedies for Relaxation and Relief. You can also find our magazine online at checkforalump.org, education tab, free magazine. You can peruse it online or you can order a free copy or many copies online. And that's checkforalump.org is the website. So want to thank our annual sponsors for helping make this podcast possible. Arizona Center for Reconstructive Breast Surgery, Cancer and Blood Specialists of Arizona, Cigna, Mint Dispensary, Pfizer, SonoraQuest Laboratories, and True Leave Harvest. This has been Checking In with Check for Lump. Thanks for listening.